Welcome to Offscript. Tune in every week to hear the stories of and insights from NPs. We're your hosts, Maxine and Danielle, two technologists who are passionate about the future of patient care. Our guest today is Melanie Cavaller, a nursing student at Columbia University pursuing an MSN followed by a DNP. She's in her first year of an accelerated MDE DNP program. This is an accelerated program where students can receive an MSN and DNP within three to three and a half years. We are so excited to host Melanie and hear about her initial journey and plans for the future. Today we discuss Melanie's decision to pursue a DNP, her experience in the program so far, and how she plans to use her education and training moving forward. To start, Melanie, could you please give us a quick one-sentence intro? Yes, of course. Thank you so much. Hi, everyone. I'm Melanie. As Danielle mentioned, I am a student at Columbia University. I'm currently in my first year of my MDE program, where I will first become an RN before I become a nurse practitioner. Amazing. Melanie, you initially considered going to medical school. Can you tell us a bit about what influenced your decision to pursue a DNP instead? Yeah, of course. So I think while I was at college, um, I went to the University of Pennsylvania, uh, which is a very pre-professional school. So I think that I was on such a pre-med track with such a linear focus. Um, But when I really took a step back and thought about, you know, the type of medicine that I wanted to do, I kind of found myself falling into more of a humanistic uh, role. And to me, just the career of nursing kind of just aligned a bit more with that uh, versus like a real hardcore science, which is so special too in medicine. But I think I just realized that there was so much out there to explore that why would I pigeonhole myself right away if if I could really just see what else is out there. And when you say a more humanistic focus, what did that feel like or what did that mean in the context of your studies? So I think with medicine, I mean, I grew up with uh, two physician parents. So I grew up, you know, doing or standing in the room watching my dad do colonoscopy. And, and I was really fascinated by all of that. But I think that at the end of the day, I love taking care of people. And I volunteered um, at a bunch of medical programs throughout high school and college. And I just loved interacting with people. And I did work mostly with doctors because I was on the pre-med track, but I think I just realized that doctors are so amazing in the way that they treat people from like a science perspective, but I never felt really fulfilled in like knowing my patients that well, especially like in an inpatient setting. Um, I think doctors, you know, they come in and out of the room, they talk to the patient, they provide diagnoses. And granted, I will do that as a nurse practitioner, but I think nurses just cultivate like a really special relationship with their patients where they really spend all day with them. They're on the floors um, and, and they just like are really intimately involved in the care. And I think that that part of medicine is what really like inspires me and what I'm passionate about. And I just thought that, you know, being a nurse would kind of fulfill that like goal of mine a bit more than uh, a doctor. That makes a lot of sense. You mentioned your dad was a physician and from our research, both of your parents are physicians. Could you tell us a little bit about having two physician parents impacted your decision to go into medicine and then eventually to choose a, a DNP? Yeah. So they're actually the reason that I'm not in medical school anymore, surprisingly enough. Um, I think, you know, growing up, 
and I think in our parents' generation, there was definitely much more of that pre-professional mindset, like, oh, you know, you go to college and you're going to be a doctor or a lawyer or a banker. And, you know, changing careers wasn't really, you know, an option for them. And I think because both of my parents were pre-professional, they were like, oh, you, you go to college, you get your degree, and then you go to medical school. But I think when I really had, you know, more deep conversations with them about my actual career goals and uh, family goals and social goals and all of that, I think they were actually the ones that, you know, were like, is this really for you? And it was definitely a hard reality. Um, I think the people that I went to school with, uh, you know, it's a very intense environment. And I think personally, like emotionally and physically and mentally, you know, my parents also noticed it. They were like, I think that you could kind of achieve these goals that you have set out for yourself in a different way. Like being a doctor is so amazing. And they both say that they could never see themselves doing anything else. And it's really special. They work together. They've worked together for 25 years. Um, so I've always wanted to be like them. You know, I always used to say, I want to be like my dad when I get older, my mom. But I think they helped me come to the realization that there is more to medicine than just being a physician. And it's a really hard realization when you have such like, you know, that pre-professional mindset, but it's, it's really amazing, like how much there is to explore. And, and I think just talking to people who are so intimately involved in the healthcare system really helped me notice that. That's such a nice shout out to your parents. It sounds like they have a really nice working relationship, but also the fact that they were so instrumental in your career decisions is, is really beautiful. Um, thank you for sharing that. Of course. Reflecting on your journey thus far, are there moments outside of some of the ones that you just mentioned that you consider to be significant turning points in terms of the decisions that you've made? You know, I think when I first decided to not be, I guess, pre-med anymore, I decided to take a completely different path. And I went into banking um, right after college because, you know, at Penn, you were either, if you weren't doing medicine or law, you were a banker or a consultant. So um, I did do the banking path. And I really think that although I went into it with a mindset like that this was not a forever thing, I really think that that was the most critical turning point in my career where I would go to work every day and not to belittle the work of people in finance. I mean, the man I'm marrying does it. So uh, it's a great field, but um, I, I just went to work every day and people were so high strung, so much pressure. And I kind of took a step back and I was like, is anybody dying? You know, like I want to do something where obviously I don't want people dying, but where like my work is really like important to me from the sense that like I am making a difference in people's lives. And now I know people will say, you know, you can make a difference in a lot of different ways, but medically I was like, wow, I miss this. Like I miss taking care of people and having people say to me, you know, you will be a great provider one day. Like it sounds silly, but um, I just didn't get that feeling. So I finished my two years. I was like, I want to go back into medicine. And that's kind of when I really started to explore the different career tracks, you know, whether it was an MD or a PA or an NP. Um, but I definitely knew from the outset that uh, if I was going to go the nursing route, that it would be um, the nurse practitioner route. That's something that we hear a lot from clinicians, this idea that the feedback loop for direct patient care is so obvious and you really have that sense of meaning every day in, in a way that really motivates you even when it can be obviously very tough. 
You are now in an accelerated 15-month program, which we imagine is probably pretty intense in various ways. Um, could you please share some insights into the challenges and rewards of such an intensive program, especially for those that could be considering a similar path? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think uh, kind of the description you just uh, gave it kind of says it all. It's a really intense but rewarding program. Um, just think about, you know, the school, the undergraduate universities or colleges that have nursing programs are four-year nursing programs most of the time. Um, this is 15 months. So it's really a lot jam-packed into 15 months. Um, it really does feel accelerated. You know, we do at Columbia, at least the way it's structured is we do each of our rotations in five weeks. So, you know, for example, I'm in my pediatrics rotation now. I'm expected to learn all about kids in five weeks. So it's uh, it's definitely a lot of work, but I have to say it is so rewarding, not only when, you know, I take a test and I study a lot and I do well, but just to be able to apply that knowledge to my clinicals. And that's something also I think is really special about Columbia is they integrate clinicals with uh, didactic classes. So we're really applying our knowledge right away. And it's so amazing to see something that I learn in class. And then my patient the next day just happens to have that like rare disease that I learned about. Um, so that, that kind of makes the work worth it. Um, it is definitely a struggle sometimes to juggle going to our eight hour clinical days and then having to study for, you know, another 12 hours when we get home. But um, I think the whole experience and the way it's set up is so amazing that it makes the, the hard work really worth it. Totally. And the balance between clinical and academic, although challenging, seems like it also really brings the experience to life in a, in a new way. You've mentioned in some of our past conversations that pediatrics is one of the areas that you're interested in. Curious how your initial time in your pediatrics rotation has either reinforced that or brought up any questions. What does that look like for you so far? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I love kids. Um, and why take care of adults when you can take care of kids? Um, but I don't know. I think I love it so far. Kids are so amazing. They're so resilient. I mean, you know, I took care of a patient uh, two weeks ago who was two years old and was undergoing surgeries that hopefully not many people ever have to undergo in their life. So really like seeing those kids is so inspiring. They're so strong. They're so brave, even if in the moment they don't feel it. Um, I do think though, one of the biggest things about pediatrics that I'm sure a lot of people in uh, peds would say is that you're not only dealing with the child, but you're dealing with their family. And that is particularly difficult. And I think one of the things that makes me most nervous about the potential of a career in pediatrics um, you know, it's amazing when parents are really involved and at the bedside and want to know everything that's going on. But at times it's stressful being the provider in that situation or the nurse in that situation where, you know, the parents are really like just in your face all the time. And it, it's lovely for the child and it's lovely to see that they have such a strong support system. But I just think that, you know, it puts pressure on whoever's caring for that patient to also consider the needs of the family, which is equally as important because if they're not doing well emotionally, physically, if they've been in the hospital for a month, they're not eating because they're nervous about their child, they're not going to be able to provide the best care that they can to that child, which ultimately delays the healing process and, you know, could perpetuate new illnesses and, and anything like that. So I think it's definitely a challenge, but 
it's really fun. I get to play with them. You know, I have like a little like animal pen light to look in their pupils. They love the lions. They love the superhero stickers. So it's a lot of fun, but it's, uh, it's definitely challenging in a different way. I can really hear your passion when you talk about working with kids. And it's so clear that you found an area that you're so excited about. And it also sounds really challenging to your point. There's one patient, but it really feels like there's two, both the family and the, the kid. Do you have any um, tactics or ways that you've been thinking about managing the two patient kind of nature of the kid and the family? Yeah, I definitely think what I like to do and what works for me is I kind of walk into the room and before I really, you know, start to provide whatever care I'm providing that day, I just use my eyes and for 60 seconds, I look around the room, maybe not 60 seconds, but um, a little shorter. I just say like, what is the dynamic going on here? Is this parent sitting on the sofa on their phone, not fully paying attention? Are they sleeping? Um, you know, are they on top of the child, making them, you know, get up and walk and all of that? So really just understanding the parent-child dynamic will ultimately allow me to really insert myself the best that I can to really understand like how involved does this parent want to be um, or how uninvolved do they want to be. I think also an important thing is, and I had this experience a few weeks ago when the child is undergoing, like, let's just say some bedside procedure, like insertion of a nasogastric tube. Does the parent want to be involved? Like, that's very uncomfortable for the child. So just offer for the parent to be involved. Make sure that they feel that they are an active participant of their child's care, because it's always better to assume that because they don't want to feel neglected. They're stressed. They've been there for, you know, anywhere from 24 hours to I had a patient whose mother was there for two months. Um, they want to feel that, you know, you see them also. So let it be up to them to kind of set boundaries with you. But I think just being as open as possible and also recognizing that this is just as emotional, if not more emotional for them and really being there to just, even if it's just to give them a tissue or to rub their back, I think just really managing the parent, um, I think will also help the child. If they see that their parent is crying, it's going to make them more nervous. But if their parent is okay, then it's likely that they're like, okay, mom's okay. So I'm okay. Talk about humanistic. Like the, your description of how you manage this is both so, you know, clinically focused to help the kid get better. And so human focus of how, what does it take for that to actually be possible? I wonder if there's anything in the program that has been surprising or unexpected, even in some of your descriptions of how you're managing these kinds of relationships. I feel like there might be some elements of surprise, but are there other things that have been surprising or unexpected? I think just how willing, I know, I don't know if this is like the best answer, but I think just how willing people are, especially in clinicals to have nursing students around. Um, I mean, we do go to an academic institution, like a teaching hospital, but I have never experienced somebody saying, you know, no, I don't want a student. I don't want a student there. And I feel like as a student, I feel like I'm such a burden sometimes because I'm not a nurse yet. So I'm, I'm really like helpless in a way. Um, but I just love, and it's really surprising to me how open people are to really teaching. Um, I mean, even in some teaching hospitals, you get some grumpy people. Uh, but I feel like I've been able to learn so much because of how open people are to kind of having me there. I mean, I've watched two vaginal births already. And, and that's like a really intimate moment that somebody allowed me to kind of be a part of. So 
uh, it's been really special in that way. And I just think overall the workload is a little bit more than I thought it was going to be. Um, I think just coming from being pre-med at Penn, I was like, oh, I can do anything. Um, and I can do it. Anybody can do it if you they put you know you put your mind to it. But it's definitely a bit more challenging um, in terms of time management than I, I thought it was going to be. Both of those pieces are are really interesting and obviously in in different ways. It's amazing to hear that both patients and um, other clinical professionals are so open to having students and educating the next generation. And also makes sense that time management can be a challenge in this new um, this new type of education is is obviously a transition for you. So that that makes sense. And thank you for for sharing that. Of course. Given you plan to ultimately become a DNP. Curious how you think about the value of your education and training as an RN first, how it's similar, how it's different, how it will inform your your future clinician as well. Definitely. I think this is a great question. I actually love this question so much um, because people will often say to me, you know, why did you decide to do NP school over like PA school or something um, if I wasn't going to do MD? And what I always say is like going back to a theme that I've been talking about throughout this uh, recording is you learn how to be a nurse. And I think being a nurse is so fundamental to patient care. I mean, knowing your patients in and out, knowing the processes that the nurses go through on the floor, whether it's, you know, morning report to how they administer medications, you don't get that in other fields. And being a provider is so special because you really get to focus on etiology and diagnosis and treatment plans and and all of that amazing stuff. But normally the physician or or the PA is not involved in the day-to-day of nursing care. And an NP isn't either when you are an NP, but all nurse practitioners had to be nurses first. And I think that that just it just makes you so much more sensitive and know how to interact with patients. Patients love their nurses. Um, so I, I think it's just so special in that way. You really get both experiences and you, you know how to integrate yourself into to a system that is, is really like running strong and it, and it works. It sounds like such a foundational element of being a great practitioner in any other way is that direct patient care and the quality of that relationship with your patient. And so when you learn that first, then you can just build such a strong thing on top of that. We know that in, you know, a couple of years, this answer might change. So take it with, take this question with a grain of salt, but if you were to fast forward five years from now, what do you hope your career would look like then? And um, how has your perception of your future role evolved since the beginning of your program? It's a hard but good question. Um, I think the beauty of nursing is that it can really be anything, um, anything from clinical care to research to administration. And I kind of see myself doing a little bit of everything uh, eventually. But I think in five years, or at least within the next five years, I thrive on being really good at something. So I think uh, the way I kind of viewed it in the beginning, I was like so overwhelmed by the endless opportunities that there were. But I think as I go through and I've been talking to more professionals, um, whether it be nurses or even doctors, um, it kind of seems like it's best to be very good at what you do so that you kind of gain more credibility that way. Um, And, you know, you feel confident. And I think, I am definitely a bit more focused now than I was in finding something that I really want to pursue and get good at before 
I move on to potentially the next phase rather than dabbling in a little bit of everything all at once. I think a lot of people thrive on that and they love that. Uh, But for me, I think just as I've had experience over the past 10 months or whatever, since I started school, I definitely want to hone in and and do something particular, Uh, you know, whether it's a residency program for nurse practitioners where I can really specialize in something and then do that for the next five to 10 years or, or however long I want to do. That makes a lot of sense. And honing in on a skill and having excellence or kind of com- complete domain knowledge to the best of your ability imbues an amount of confidence that I think is hard to get any other way. So that, that sounds amazing. We want to move on to asking you a few questions that we call kind of quick hit questions. So it's very topics now. We think that you'll be able to answer these questions particularly well, just based on your background. So how can NPs who are already in practice support students like you? I think introducing themselves early and kind of the line of work that they do early would be really beneficial for a lot of reasons. I think for me, at least mainly what I do as a nurse practitioner or like what I ultimately do as a nurse practitioner I want to be informed about what my role would actually look like in certain fields. You know, one of the fields that I was very interested in and still I'm interested in is that of fertility. But what does a fertility nurse practitioner actually do? Right. So if it's, you know, if somebody is able to outline their, you know, day to day responsibilities or give me an umbrella, you know, kind of what they do. I feel like I would just be better informed to make a decision as to whether or not it's something I want to pursue. It's hard, definitely, because a majority of uh, students in my program are not necessarily moving on to the doctorate portion of the program. So they definitely want to keep it um, RN focused, which is great. But I think, you know, potentially integrating some nurse practitioners or at least nurse practitioners making themselves available, like alumni of the program, uh, something like that, just to really speak to future students and prospective students. Uh, would be really, really beneficial as we make career decisions. In addition to early exposure being super beneficial for you as you make career decisions, it's probably also beneficial for NPs that might be looking to hire more junior NPs in the not-too-distant future as well. Exactly. What advice do you have for others that are contemplating pursuing a DNP? I would say to really think about what it is that you are hoping to get out of your career. And I know that that's really like a broad statement, but I think about it from a lot of like perspectives. The first is what kind of provider do you want to be? Do you want to be a nurse or do you not want to be a nurse? And there's pros and cons to both. Um, I think also thinking about like the fields that you potentially want to go into. The nurse practitioner programs are field specific. So it's kind of like when you're, you know, a fourth year medical student and you apply to residency, you apply to like a pediatrics residency, you apply to a pediatric nurse practitioner program. So really thinking about what it is you want to do and seeing if the programs available kind of align with your goals. Um, but I think just if, if you think it's for you, it's such a special field that it's definitely not for everybody. But if you're passionate about people and about medicine, um, and about providing holistic, like nurse-driven care to people. It's such a special field. Not that I've had education or training in it yet, but I'm so excited. Like I 
I mean, I, I love my program now, but I can't wait to graduate this first portion and move on because I'm just so excited to be a provider and to like be an integral part of patient care. And I would say anybody who gets excited about that too, definitely encourage you to follow your dreams. That's great advice for everyone, I think, not just those that are interested in a DNP. And it sounds like you you really took that advice to heart yourself. So that's wonderful. Now something a bit more tactical. What is your favorite tool, technology, or resource that helps you with your studies today? This is such an easy one. Um, Notability. I'm sure a lot of people are familiar with it, but I just discovered it. I'm not that old, but uh, I never like used technology that much in, in college. But you basically can like download PowerPoints from class and take notes directly on the PowerPoint. It is such a time saver. I'm the type of person that needs to write every single thing the professor says. And 99% of the time, they're reading right from the slide. So if I don't have to type all of that and I can just write it, it's all about working smarter, not harder. So notability is my major um, lifesaver. <laughs> I love that. When I was in school, I would do something very similar to avoid rewriting what was already written. So that's a great tip. Yeah, I love it. Our final question in this section, what are some future trends you foresee for the profession of NPs or, or of RNs? I think NPs are taking over. Um, I think the more and more exposure I have to clinical settings, the more and more nurse practitioners I see driving care. Um, and that's not to say that MDs are ever going to go away. They're not because they hold a completely different role and they are much 100% needed. But I think that NPs are really, you know, just a, they have the skill set, they're equipped with the knowledge and the background to really, you know, go out autonomously and drive care on their own. So whether that's in a hospital setting, you know, running an ICU floor or opening, you know, an outpatient clinic, um, you know, in more of a rural area. I think they're really all over the place and it's so special that we have the ability to, as nurse practitioners to bring our field into kind of whatever, you know, we can practice it in whatever way we want. But I definitely see the NP like role or profession really accelerating over the next few years as there's such a demand for nurses. Um, and I think, you know, there's often physician shortages and nurse practitioners are here to fill that gap. Yeah, the the NP community seems to be only growing and um, also taking on more and more responsibility, which is wonderful to see for patients and also for, for physicians and for the system more broadly. Um, so that's a, a great insight. We end each of our shows with the same two questions. One is about the healthcare system more broadly, and the other is a bit more personal and a, a reflection question. Um, so the first question that we have for you is, what changes would you like to see in the American healthcare system to improve patient care? I think access. Um, I know that's probably what everybody says, but I have personal experience with working in programs where access is such a huge issue. And not only does this get patients sicker and sicker, but it just ultimately drives up healthcare costs. Um, you know, when you have emergency room visits that, you know, with uninsured populations, I think that that's not necessarily a good thing for people. So I think really innovating in the healthcare system to figure out ways to either bring healthcare to patients or bring patients to healthcare, you know, whether that's really implementing more home visit programs, um, getting that, you know, 
part of insurance plans and things like that, setting up clinics in more you know rural areas, providing transportation for patients that's covered to the hospital if they need to go, or even to just outpatient doctor's visits, but really figuring out a way to marry access to actually giving people the health care that they deserve. Absolutely. That when folks can access the care that they need at the time that they need it, their outcomes are so much better and the total cost of care is lower. So that mm-hmm. really makes sense. Our final question is, what is some advice you want everyone to hear or to walk away with? It can be clinical or, or non-clinical. I think one of the biggest things for me, and I feel like I maybe touched on this a little bit, is it's okay to change your mind. I think a lot of people get really hung up and, you know, compare themselves to their peers who, you know, are, are driving down a career path and really excelling and just growing, growing, growing. But ultimately your happiness is what's most important and the balance that you want for yourself, whether that's professional, personal, the two together. And I think I struggled with that for a while when I, when I first decided to switch my career, but it's okay. And most of the time it's for the better. And I'm so happy now. And I give that advice to everybody. Like if you don't love it, don't do it. Nobody's making you do it. There's so many careers out there, medicine, non-medicine, that something is going to spark your interest and you will feel fulfilled doing. So don't be afraid to to really take that leap and, and do something different if that's what you want to do. Yeah, definitely. Follow your passion, follow your gut. We've heard that very consistently from the NPs that we've spoken with and from people more broadly. So um, that's that's really great advice. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us and tell us more about your program and your experiences this far. It's been really interesting and we're excited to hear what's next for you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me.